back, everybody, to another one of our convos. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, Mr. Mags, Elliot Mags, a.k.a. M-A-G-S. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Reese Walker. Say what up. What up, everybody? Artisty Walker here, back with another convo episode. And like Dario said, we got a dope, dope artist. We're here to just, you know, chat and learn more about this individual. Very creative, very talented. Pretty much, you know, uh, uh, do it yourself. I can, you know, like inspirational kind of figure. You know, you just start from scratch and, and you create your vision, right? Yes, sir. So we're we're going to talk about, you know, Elliot, Mr. Mags. Mags, we're going to talk about where that came from. We're going to talk about his, his growth a little bit and uh, we're going to get into it. But um, yeah, if you just want to shout out the people and introduce yourself as well. Well, hello. Thank you again to you guys for having me on here. Um, like I, like they had previously said, my name is Elliot. Um, and you know, it's funny. It's like, I didn't come up with Elliot Mags like myself. Like that was never like a title I gave myself or anything. Like, uh, I had put, I mean, obviously my first name is Elliot and then my band name is Mags. So, uh, I just made that my Instagram handle and, uh, you know, I was, I was telling, uh, uh, Dario that I like started, I came to LA because I was doing YouTube videos. You know, I was doing YouTube videos with my friend and, uh, you know, when the YouTuber kids started following me and like blowing up my shit, like they started calling me Elliot Max, you know? Mm. So it was kind of this, like, it was kind of just, it just kind of happened. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't plan it or anything like that. And like Mags was always just like the band name. And I was Elliot and I was in the band of Mad, Mad Max, you know what I mean? Even though it was me, it's kind of like a, kind of like, uh, like Tame Impala or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. I mean? but they don't, they don't call Kevin Parker, Kevin Tame Impala, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Kevin Tame Impala. Yeah. It's not like that, but, um, but yeah, no. So people now just call me, they call me Elliot Mags and I'm like, I mean, it rolls off the tongue, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not quite sure, uh, like, why it stuck, you know. But uh, I'll take it. Like <laughs> most all good nicknames, you know, it kind of just happens. Like somebody yeah. just call, starts calling you out of the blue for no reason, and then all of a sudden everybody starts calling you. Yeah, well, now people think it's my name, like it's my le- my <laughs> legal name, you know. So it's like first name Elliot, last name Mags. It's like, nah. <laughs> What's that acronym stand for? Uh, it stands for marijuana and good sex. Mm, that's an acronym right there. Real talk, yeah. I actually <laughs> came up with that when I was single and before I started smoking weed, so. Before, before, you started, okay. before I started smoking weed and I was, I was single, so I wasn't getting any, so. I think I had, <laughs> I had a little future vision for myself, you know. It's like, like it's you know important. what? I think there's something I can see for myself. In the yeah, well, I, think, I just it, originally there's there's another artist. There's actually a couple artists that are also called Mags. Um, and when I had signed to the, the first label that put out my first couple uh, releases, they mentioned it to me. They're like, "Hey, just so you know, there's a there's other artists called Mags. So like, on Spotify, say like, it's all going to be under the same artist. You know, I'm like, okay, well. He was like, he wanted to change the spelling. He wanted to add like a Z instead of an S or something. I'm like, oh, yeah. or like two G's. I'm like, nah. No. It's like, I got I to gotta come up with a new word. Yeah, yeah. It. Nah, it's, it's this. Yeah, so it was my idea to make it an acronym. And he asked me what it meant. And I think I just like said that real quick just to like, because it sounded <laughs> kind of edgy, you know? Right. Yeah. Also kind of, you know, also kind of fits with the vibe of like some, a lot of your songs and music, that kind of like good vibe, you know? So you definitely, yeah, it kind of, it kind of worked out really well, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very fitting for sure. All right. So I guess, you know, to start things out, I guess, how, how did you get your start in music? Like, have you always been interested in it? Has it just always been like a lifelong dream of yours? Or you kind of just fall into it. Uh, music. I mean, I grew up playing music, you know, it's like, I think my, my early life is similar to a lot of people who end up doing music professionally. It's like, you know, you grow up in the church, you know, and music is kind of just like, always, it's always been a part of my life. You know, my, my dad was the worship pastor at our church. My mom, you know, she was also involved in ministry and like, she was the, the director of the 
the children's choir, you know, I was in the children's choir. I was always like, she would, they would always want me to sing solos and stuff. And like, I didn't like singing. I didn't like being in front of people. And I wasn't very like confident in my voice. Uh, my, my dad was the one who really pushed me to like sing more. And, you know, I think at one point he pushed me a little too hard and I stopped singing like all together, you know what I'm saying? So like, I kind of just, I kind of just, uh, focused on drums at that point. Um, so yeah, I started playing drums when I was like, uh, 11 or 12. Um, never took any lessons or anything. It was just something I always kind of knew I could do. You know, and the yeah. first time I ever really sat down at a drum kit to play it, like I said, I was probably like 11 or 12 and, you know, I wasn't like great, but like I could play the beat, you know, yeah. and it was like, just kind of felt natural. Um, you know, and then I picked up uh guitar and bass about 16 or 17. Um, I'll just throw this out here real quick. <clears throat> we'll have to probably talk about it a little bit more, but, um, I am like a descendant of Jimi Hendrix. Uh, like I was I'm, literally going to say Jimmy in like, the experience yeah. when you were, when we were talking earlier, I was like, well, Jimmy in the experience, you know, like it was a band, <laughs> but you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of tying back to that. Well, that's wow. Okay. Yes. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's my great grandfather's first cousin mm. on my mom's side. So like my grand, my grandfather's name is Eddie Hendrix. Wow. Uh, my grandma's name is Maggie Hendrix. Wow. Uh, so like, it's not that far away. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, twice. I, said, I can definitely see like, you know, the facial resemblance going on over there, you know, like. You think so? I, I've never actually been told that I look like him. Yeah, no, I just, I can see a little Subtleties. Familiar, yeah, a little familiar uh, resemblance going on. Same nose. Oh. Yeah. I'm about to look into that. I, I'm about to just like look at his face and be like, "No, do it." Am I in there? Am I? This is a bit. It's me, but it's somebody else too. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's the lineage. So, okay. But anyway, uh, my mom kind of just like dropped it on me one day when I was like 16. I was like, I was watching a Woodstock documentary, and she oh. she walked in the room and she was just like, "You know, he's your cousin, right?" <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> him lighting a guitar on fire and like, you know, doing all his shit and everything. And she's like, he's your cousin. And like, here's how. Uh, not that long after that, we actually got invited to, um, I, well, not long after, probably a few years later, like, we got invited to the Hendrix family reunion. Um, they do it every, I don't know, probably like every 10 years or so uh, in Atlanta. And, uh, we didn't go, I don't know why we didn't go. We should have gone, but, uh, yeah, like, you know, so it's like a whole bunch of people that are all related to Jimmy, um, within my family. So it's like a pretty big deal you know, between like, you know, and I, I just didn't know about it for the first 16 years of my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. That's a big surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just casually dropped it on something. Oh yeah. You know, that's your cousin, right? Like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like him? The greatest, yeah. like one of the greatest guitarist musicians of all time. Like, yeah, this, yeah. yeah. This, this, so obviously <laughs> that was kind of the jumping off point where I was like, all right, I got to get serious about trying to play guitar. You know, it was like, it was that. And then seeing school of rock actually mm. school of rock was like a game changer. I don't, I, I, I mean, you've probably seen the movie. It, it was, it's just like, I just got so attached to the idea of like playing in front of people at that point. And it's just like yeah. these little kids just right. playing a huge show at the end. And I'm just like, Oh yeah. Like <laughs> that could be me, you know? It's great. Uh, yeah, it really, it really is a good movie too. It still holds up. Um, but yeah, I, I think that was kind of like how I started taking music a little more seriously. You know, like I, I went to my first show when I was about 15 or 16, you know, it was like a local band actually. And it just kind of like blew my mind, you know, that people I knew were like, you know, playing music at a high level, you know? And I was like, well, if they can do it, I could definitely, yeah. I could definitely do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's an interesting perspective, you know? Cause like you, you'll be in the crowd and, and feel that crowd perspective mm-hmm. and, 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 but have a personal connection to who's controlling that crowd. And, and you think for a second, like, what? Wow. Like they're doing this right now. And, mm-hmm. and then you, you, you feel that feeling and you know, you can get that. And that's really cool to like acknowledge it, but then go for it too. And, and, you know, I think that's really dope. Like, and I commend you and other creatives that just like get that, that feeling and like know for themselves, like, you know what? I could, I could do that. 
Yeah. I, I think it was something I had been really wanting for a long time. Cause so I remember I begged my parents for a drum set. I begged my parents for like a PA system so I could, you know, we could put up the mics and everything. And, uh, you know, those were the two things that I needed in order to kind of get started and like playing in a band, you know what I mean? Uh, and I had to kind of do all the other work myself, like finding the people. Like my sister was actually like my first guitarist, my older sister. I kind of like made her be in my band and then just some like kids from church, you know? Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've kind of, that's, that was kind of the world that I started in was playing in bands and, you know, playing locally. And, uh, you know, I was also like super interested in recording from a pretty young age. Uh, we would do the thing where we'd like, so I'm sorry, I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, uh, <laughs> but, um, I was also homeschooled. So a lot of, I was just at home all the time, really, you know, and it was me and my, uh, I have an older sister, a younger sister and a younger brother. Um, you know, and they're, you know, they were basically my best and only friends for most of my, most of my younger years. Uh, but we would be like, you know, playing music and like trying to write little songs. And like, my mom was like very musical in the way she would teach us, you know, a lot of times she would teach us through music and, you know, uh, just like give us things that were centered in music uh, in a way to learn, you know what I mean? So, uh, she also taught us how to like rip cassette tapes, you know, oh, we yeah. go to the library and Definitely. yeah, get, just get the cassette tape from the library and then put it in the, the one tape deck and then get the other one to set it up to record mm-hmm. on a blank one. And then, you know, you return the tape, but you got the music. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was kind of like my, that was kind of like my first introduction into recording. It's like, Oh, and then I could do it with my voice, you know, yeah, I would, I, I'd sit there with my siblings and we would like reenact like movies, like full, like have quotable, like, like I, we would do like Veggie Tales, you know, we'd like quote Veggie Tales <laughs> and like record it. Um, you know, that was like a really like, that's something I really liked doing, you know? Um, and that translated over as I got older into like, okay, well maybe I can record my drums and then record the bass and the guitar, you know, and just kind of try and figure it out. Um, you know, so I, and I, again, I was at home almost all the time. So it's either at home or at church. Uh, so, you know, and at church, it's like, we're doing music at home. We're doing music. It's just kind of an endless cycle. Yeah. So you kind of had like your own little school of rock going on, you know, in the house. <laughs> you could say that. Yeah. It's exactly what it was. That's crazy. So you never did like marching band or anything like that in school? No. Because oh, you didn't go to public school. I didn't even right? go to public school. Yeah. yeah. So well, all the way through high school. How'd you end up getting um, with like bands at an early age, you know, like meeting other music heads when, you, you know, you're like in your house, you know, like. Home yeah. I, honestly, I kind of broke into everything a little bit late. Like everybody, like everybody that was in the scene had either kind of come up in school together or knew each other from you know, whatever. I don't really know, you know? Mm-hmm. And also it's like, I'm growing up in like a white suburb, you know what I mean? I'm going to a white church, a white Pentecostal church, you know, yeah. and like most of my, the people I'm interacting with are white, you know right. what I mean? So well, yeah, I went to, I, I grew up in Colorado. I know what that's like. You know what it's like? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of, there's a lot of this kind of like feeling a bit displaced you know, and like wanting to impress people and like not wanting to feel like different, you know, so like I was kind of like, you know, just within the different groups and of, of people at my church, like my people my age, you know, then, uh, it wasn't until I was like 18 or so I, I tried, I tried to go to college for, uh, music and, you know, ended up dropping out. Uh, but I met a lot of people who were like adjacent to the music scene mm-hmm. at that school. It was like an, it was like a, like an arts uh, and music college, like a private school. And it was like really expensive. And I was like, I can learn all this stuff on YouTube. Like I don't need, <laughs> right. I, don't need to, I don't need to be here to like learn what a compressor does. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I, I was in my own band when I went into college and then I met people at the college who also were in bands in the scene and I would go to their shows and meet more people. And it was kind of just this like, uh, 
kind of a long con of like networking and meeting people until I was starting bands with people I had met through, you know, it's just, it's kind of this long thing. Right. So eventually I just, I made enough friends to where like, you know, people started hitting me up to be in their bands, um, you know, and, or I would like fill in for shows or, or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I was like mostly a drummer at that point. Like I could play guitar. All right. I was still kind of learning and I could play bass. All right but drums were like kind of my, my, my main thing, you know? Um, so I, yeah, I was definitely like doing a lot of gigs and like, uh, playing with a lot of different people, a lot of different like, uh, genres and stuff like, you know, punk and hardcore were kind of like what I really liked playing, mm. you know, I grew up in a lot of those like Christian hardcore bands that were popular in the early to mid two thousands. Oh yeah. You know what sure. I'm saying? Uh, some of those concerts. I was like, oh, wow. This is like lit in church right now. (laughs) Those are some of my earliest memories, honestly, was going to those shows and like, you know, again, just being like, yeah, like I can literally do this. Like I'm, I can see myself like right there. Mm -hmm. And it was was always just weird because it was like, like I really wanted to play like hardcore music. Like I was like totally down and like, you don't really see a lot of like, black musicians playing hard. Well, if you don't mind me saying, I really love those moments when it's like a, a transition even. We'll talk about it later in bed, sure. but, you know, the bridge on that is is crazy. And, yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, we'll save that for a little bit. But, sure. But no, like, I love I love the um, nuance. And then, and do you think you're going to get, like, lean more into, like, a, a harder metal sort of vibe in, in maybe, like, I don't know, extend it beyond the bridge, put it in the chorus or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I haven't really talked about it that much yet, but I, I recorded um, some demos for the next project already. Mm. Um, we got the album coming out in a month or so and some change. Uh, and I'm currently working on another EP. Um, and that is like, I mean, I wrote it mostly in Buffalo um, when I was there. Uh, and my, one of my old bandmates actually, uh, helped me like arrange it and everything. Cause you know, we were, we were going to do this project together and it ended up just being like, you know, oh, these are just going to be mag songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we kind of arranged it together and, and got it set up. So I'm going to start working on that in a bit. I'm not really sure when, but you know, I got, I got these songs and they're a lot harder and a lot darker and like, you know, you kind of have that, that edge that you're talking about, you know? Mm. I can't I can't ever stray too far away from it. No, I'm excited to hear that. Yeah, sure. I was gonna like talk about kind of the differences in, in like music because like Buffalo and then LA, I feel like the vibes and the culture there are like two mm. very different, you know, uh things that can influence you obviously you're gonna influence the music and what you're around. And I, I yeah. like, you were from Buffalo and going back, you felt did you feel like it kind of brought out some of that more like hardcore sensibilities and stuff like that just being around you know because anything with buffalo like the bills or like even like in the hip-hop with like Rizal, it's always a little bit more like gritty and like you know real than la's more yeah. like about the good times and the vibes yeah you know i think my favorite thing is to to combine those things you know what i mean uh i think that the music that i was making when i was living in buffalo was like um just very influenced by what was around me, you know, and, uh, coming up, like playing in a lot of indie bands and a lot of like, like maybe slightly heavier indie bands or whatever. Like, um, I think I was just kind of, I'll say this, like there, there is sort of an attitude, um, that you can tend to kind of take on where, you sort of, uh, I don't know, like you, you're not, you're not as interested in like pop music or like you think, Oh, pop music is trash because, uh, you know, it's mainstream and everybody likes it. And you, you're kind of, you have this like kind of anti-conformist mentality. It's like, I think a lot of like DIY speakers, uh, have had that, you know, I definitely had that. And I was like, you know, like, I'm not going to be influenced by hip hop. I'm not going to be influenced by, I don't listen to the radio at all. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I literally, uh, this is a whole other thing as well, but like, I didn't really even get much into hip hop until, um, probably like my mid twenties, you know what I mean? Mm. It just wasn't something that I was 
raised around and like mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand the culture. Right. Uh, you know, so it wasn't outside in front of you, you know, like Yeah, it was it, it was it was just like you know, growing up a homeschooled kind of sheltered kid, you know, it's like hip hop is just kind of everything that, you know, the church sort of rebukes in a way, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just going to be debauchery. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. 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 So I, I guess I kind of just lived in the world of like, you know, like the, my world, I just kind of lived in my world for a really long time. And, you know, it wasn't until I think it was Travis Scott actually that like, mm made me start paying a little bit more attention to, um, hip hop. It was, uh, Travis and Kendrick, nice. um, probably like 2014, 2015. And it was because like, I had never heard, uh, like real, like hip hop beats like that. I think it was kind of a, a new thing that started around that time where like you have a lot more like eight to eight driven stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the pattern, like the patterns are more, they're almost like double kick patterns in hardcore music. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can kind of get the same kind of feel from it, you know? So I, I kind of like immediately gravitated to that. Mm. Um, but that definitely started to kind of influence me just in my taste, right. you know? And I think that what brought me to listen to more metal, you know, was, mm-hmm. was vice versa in a way. It was like that, that relatable element, but sorry, yeah. I cut you off. Yeah, no, totally. you're totally good. Uh, so I, I think I definitely like, uh, tend to want to combine the grit of the East coast and, you know, all the different sort of like LA is kind of a, melt, a melting pot of like different, uh, scenes. You know what I mean? There isn't one like particular, like clear cut scene in LA, you know, it's very much like everybody is kind of here for themselves and then people sort of orbit around them. Yeah. You know? I mean, the scene in LA is kind of like whatever the camera's on. Yeah. You know? There can be five clicks in the same spot but that scene looks like whatever like angle we're kind of looking at there. Right. Like, yeah. you know, like the, the different crews got their own style, their own, you know, perspective of reality, you know, like they're yeah. not even paying attention to what that crew's doing. They got their own thing going on, you know? So yeah. It's really interesting. LA is pretty tough like that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Did we just lose a uh, bro? Oh, he might be grabbing something i'm not sure however i'm excited to know that you're doing more of that dark driven stuff and you've only been in la for about what three years now yeah it's a it's been about three years uh what provoked the move but by the way yeah you know honestly it was like a really kind of funny unrelated thing you know like i was doing stuff Mm -hmm like in Buffalo and I had just put out the self-titled album and I got divorced around that same time. Mm. Um, just, you know, and I was living with, uh, my friend, one of, one of my old bandmates, like we were just living together for a bit. And like, I got a call from my other friend, uh, asking me if I wanted to come with him to Los Angeles to be a part of his, like his like team of YouTubers, you know? And I was like, I mean, I got nothing better going on in Buffalo, so I might as well like try it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of like it's kind of impulsive, and you know, I I definitely had no like prior plans to move here. Right. Um, but uh, it kind of just it kind of worked out. You know, things didn't end up really working out with uh the YouTube thing. You know, like that ended almost immediately. <laughs> right. Uh, when we got here, it just kind of didn't <laughs> didn't really last. Uh, so I just, I, I really wanted to stay here though. You know, once I got here and I was like, I don't think there's really much for me in Buffalo right now. And like, yeah. I really want to try and stay here. So it's I good to up, get that new energy too, though, you know, cause like yeah. it's motivating, right. To like build in yeah. a new space. Absolutely. It really like kind of, it definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone just as a person, you know, just having to figure it out on my own for a while. Um, you know, and I'm, it's, it's funny cause it's like, I'm still, I'm still figuring it out. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is all very like, yeah. you know, it's all new and exciting and, you know, constantly stepping into these kind of new chapters, you know, constantly. So. Yeah. 
I wanted to ask you about if like personal relationships field some of like the lyrical content at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and when you when you mentioned what happened before, I was thinking in my head like, oh, certain songs. I was like, I was wondering if you're pulling from situation where you know, just like there's certain just just ways to look at past relationships and things. And I think that some of that comes across in your 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 lyrical uh, you know execution. So yeah, I, I guess I find you know the like the easiest thing for me to talk about is like you know my my own perspective, you know, and, uh, you know, I think like my early songs that I was writing was a lot more like angst, a lot more like anger, you know, and sort of like self resentment, you know, like I just wasn't really that happy with who I was as a person and the way that I was like moving, you know, just, uh, you know, and I think one way for me to deal with that was to write it down, you know, and, and, you know, you never want to be, you never want to be the one to blame for things going south or whatever. So it's, it's kind of easy to point out someone else's flaws, mm-hmm. you know? So I, feel I think like both, I, both sides still come across. I think that aspect of like the, the self, you know, like critical aspect comes out as well as like the, the looking at the other person. I think it's a very relatable, um, way but then like how you present it in in the music is so different you know so once you once you you hear the lyrics the way it feels is you know um you know it's 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 kind of got a little bit of a dream to it you know it's like there's a uh unlike nostalgia that that feels historical you know like Hmm. like you're pulling from a lot of I just like the the sounds you pull from are are very like solid. So it just I like your arrangements and and tied to like how you drop your vocals because it's not very like 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 a lot of words you know fast or anything like that. It's almost it's almost like and sometimes it's almost like a rock ballad. You know, like you you yeah. you exercise your your vocals uh, you know in different ways in different songs. So um, yeah, I just like how you choose that's different style how do you approach you know singing more versus you know more of the 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 sort of talk rock element um i guess like i'll usually if i if i feel like i want to just shout it i'll shout it you know if it's like a talky part then i just kind of say it you know I, i i tend to get a little like over obsessive with melody sometimes you know, cause it's like, I always want my melodies to be, um, good. I don't know. You know, <laughs> uh, want it to ring the way, you know, you, you think yeah. it should hear, you know? you know, you know what it is, is, uh, a, one time a producer told me that my melodies were kind of weak, you know, mm. your, your, uh, your instrumentals are fantastic. Your arrangements are fantastic. I think your melodies could use a little work. Mm. And I was like, like, this guy thinks my melodies are trash. Like I was like, I, it kind of, it kind of frustrated me, you know? Cause it's like, I, at that point, you know, he had, he had heard the self-titled and I thought that I did a really good job with a lot of the melodies on that, but he seemed mm-hmm. to disagree with me. So, you know, I mean, like on body, right. That was one of the songs I think where you exercise. Yeah. Like I'm definitely singing a lot on that one. I think I'm singing a lot on, honestly, I think I sing a lot on that album. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's a few songs that are a little more like monotone or I'm just trying to like say some shit, you know, but I think for the most part, I, I do consider myself a singer, you know, so definitely I don't, uh, I don't really, I don't know. Like I said, that was that him saying that was kind of what made me start paying more attention to like putting more thought into my, my melodies, um, you know, cause it, it felt like he was trying to tell it to me in a constructive way, but I, I guess I just thought he was wrong, you know, but mm-hmm. just to prove him wrong and to, and to like kind of double down on it, I started paying way more attention. Um, you know, so oh, have, sure. you, have you, uh, have you like sent any of like your newer melodies to him? Like, Hey, what's up now? You know, like, nah, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. like we, we, we worked together for like a brief time and, I kind of just realized both of us realized it wasn't going to work, you know? And I, I think I've also 
since then realized that like, I'm kind of the only person who can work on this project. Um, I've tried to involve other people and, you know, it just kind of always goes south in some way, you know, mm-hmm. like if I don't have my hands on every single thing, um, if I don't, if I don't mix every single thing myself, I'm usually not super stoked. Mm. And I, I kind of walked us into a great, you know, <laughs> question. I wanted to just talk about uh, self-producing and, yeah. you know, cause you, you're basically a singer, songwriter, producer, you know, mix master, <laughs> you know, you do everything. Yeah. So, uh, I just want to talk about like, cause that, that process has to be different than just being a songwriter. You know, you're, you do you create the beat and the songs at the same time, or do you, you know, create some beats and, and work after, you know, kind of thing or lyrics yeah. and then create the sound for it. It really, it really depends. Um, usually what will happen. Well, actually I can't even say what usually happens cause it's almost always different, but, uh, I'll usually just come up with the idea for the song. Like sometimes it's just like, sometimes it's just like the beat, you know, like just the drums. Um, and because I'm a drummer, like I can, I can kind of build everything out from the drums. You know what I mean? I could, I could, I I play everything too. Like everything on the, most of everything on the, on the records is live instruments. Um, so it's like, you know, I'll have the idea for like the drum beat and then, sometimes I get the guitar first. Sometimes I get like a melody. Um, you know, sometimes I'll just be playing guitar and I'll play a riff that I've never played before or like something I've never played. And I'll kind of get ideas based on that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of it, I feel like I'm not really like, I'm not setting out with the intention of writing a song. You know what I mean? I'm not ever like sitting down and being like, okay, it's time for me to write music. (laughs) You know, um, I'll just be already making music and then like a song will come out of it, you know? Uh, so I think I'm usually, by the time I'm actually recording my music, like I've already, I can already hear the whole song, like all the parts, um, that I want to include are are usually already kind of floating around in my head. Um, and then I just make it, you know what I mean? Like I, like I said, I recorded all to my computer and I'm usually recording it with like knowing how I want to mix it too, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, like say for beg, um, since that's the most recent song I put out, um, I knew I wanted that song to have just like a really kind of like, like old school garage rock and roll kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in that kind of big, like explosion bridge part, like, yeah. You know, so I, I knew I wanted to have like really roomy sounding drums. <clears throat> so when I recorded it, um, we put uh, we put a microphone in the hallway outside of the drum room and just recorded the reflections from the hallway, like natural reverb, you know. And then I blended that in with the close drum mic tracks and then you get this really like deep sound. That's crazy. Um, you know, and then you can stack... Uh, you know, the guitars are obviously like really up front and I wanted them to, you know, this is the part where like the guitars are really going to stand out. So I wanted them to be really like thick mm-hmm. and that uh, was you too on the break, on the, on the bridge. I played, I, I played every oh, single so on the album. That's all me. Yeah. Oh man. Everything on the album, everything <laughs> that I put out is all me. Yeah. That's lit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I wonder if you got somebody else for that part when you get ring. Like you came no. right in. I was like, ooh. Yeah, no, that's all me. Uh <laughs> but um that goes back to the, the Jimi Hendrix thing, right? There it is. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, no, I usually I usually know how I want to build the mix like before I even push record. So I'm trying to craft the tones at the source so that when they come into my computer, I can kind of just clean them up you know, and make them sound how I want them to sound. Um, and then at that song as well, like I wanted it to, to sound like a kind of old school garage rock song, but I also wanted it to feel modern, you know? Yeah. Um, cause like, I just, I didn't want it to be like kitschy. You know what I mean? I didn't want it to sound like an old, like a, like a, like a recording from like 1999 per se. You know what I mean? I wanted it to still keep up with like 
you know, the pop shits on the radio and all that. So, um, that's where the kind of extra production stuff comes in. I started using synthesizers a lot on this album and like kind of pushing myself to use different sounds and create, uh, atmosphere, yeah. you know, versus just having like a guitar the entire time. It's like you can do the guitar and then add like, just like subtle stuff in the background or like extra percussion, you know, extra vocals too, like reverby, like vocals. Yeah, that, no, like, I love that stuff. That's like clean because a lot of times you catch it on like a second listen, you know, for like yeah. the fans, you know, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. like even even those little touches are, are really nice as like a frequent listener to be like, ooh, yeah. you hear that? Did you hear that? Like, you know, like, <laughs> so that that's pretty lit. Yeah. Um, I wanted to jump back real quick to your um, uh, self-titled because uh, we, we talked a little bit about it, but um, uh, the intro and then like the outro, I just like was thinking of just about like the, the, the difference in, in how you come out of self-titled very like stripped back, right? And like it, it, it's uh, almost like quintessential like garage you know, like, <laughs> you know, like the acoustic sound, like almost it feels like the, the reverb's completely natural. Like everything sounds very raw and uncut about that. So I wanted yeah. to like ask you about what's that called? Um, High Tops? I yeah. Believe? Yeah. Yeah. That song was recorded uh, in a living room with one microphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there it was. I didn't really even really mix it. It was supposed to just. Well, OK. So if you listen to the the song on like the, the CD, if you have, if you have the CD out there and listen to it on the CD, it's actually not even listed as a song. Um, it's a, it was supposed to be a bonus track. Well, hidden track. Yeah. They were supposed to, it was supposed to fade out of the last song and then, you know, a few seconds or I wanted it to be like two minutes and you have to actually mm-hmm. skip ahead to find it, but streaming kind of ruined it. Uh, right. <laughs> so we put it like 10 seconds after the last song ends. Um, so on a CD, it's actually, it just counted as one song, but, uh, yeah, I wanted it to just be a bonus track and I didn't, I really didn't do too much to it. It's just, it's one track. Um, and I'd sing it. I just did it all live. Um, and that was the first take. Uh, first yeah, that was, that was the first take. So I just, I just kind of put it on there cause I thought it would be fun to have a, an acoustic version of that song. Um, there actually, there is a full band version of that song floating around on the internet somewhere. Um, maybe on SoundCloud or something like that, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, I don't know that one, that one kind of has done numbers. I'm like surprised it's like, it's, it's a vibe. It's people's, a vibe. It seems to be people's favorite. And it was just such a, okay. Put that one on there too. Like, <laughs> Word up. yeah, so, I want to like kind of talk about, go back a little bit. You said that, you know, growing up in Buffalo and growing up where you, where you did, you felt kind of displaced, you know, typically being like one of the only black kids around. I guess like your genre right now, like indie rock, um, there aren't like a ton of like black artists in indie rock that are doing it like at a really high level. But I do feel like it's becoming like more of a wave, like more, more, you see a lot of younger kids and like a lot of younger artists getting into different genres outside of like hip hop and soul and, and R&B and whatnot. And do you like notice that trend happening in the genre and like the music scene that you like popping up to? Yeah, I, um, I was actually just talking about this yesterday and me and my girl talk about it kind of all the time. Cause like, you know, I think right now is like the best time for all this stuff to be happening for me. You know what I mean? Like, cause I've, I've been doing this project for seven years. Um, you know, and there was even a point where I was writing this album where I was like, like guitar music is dead. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if this is even going to hit. Like, I don't know if people are even interested in like rock music at this point. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but I think, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not really like a very easily influenced person. So like, regardless of what's like popular, I'm still going to kind of just do what I feel I want to do. Uh, you know, and so I made the album I wanted to make and it just so happens that a lot of other indie black artists are starting to kind of rise to the surface and you know what, actually, this is kind of my take on it actually was around the time, uh, when they killed Joyce, George Floyd, um, they started, you know, I think black lives matter had like a, a little bit of a resurgence, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and people, 
uh, I think particularly like white people started to like post about like, Hey, is there any like black indie music out there? Like I'm trying to find more black artists to listen to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, because at the time it's like, I was literally one of the only like black indie artists like around, like people started sharing my shit like crazy. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I started getting tagged in all kinds of shit. And, uh, you know, there, there's, there was a couple other artists, I think who mm, maybe benefited from that time, you know what I mean? That, that, that were able to kind of have a spotlight on them, yeah. um, you know, for a time, uh, because like I said, people were, uh, starting to tap in a little bit more. <clears throat> so, um, but it's definitely a wave and I, I don't think, I think this would have happened regardless, you know? I just, I just think now is the right time because people are paying attention and, you know, even outside of black music, it's like rock music is about to have a, a resurgence as well, yeah. you know, and <clears throat> sorry, it's a fire, fire, fire truck. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's, there, there's about to be a huge resurgence of rock music and you see that with like, like Olivia Rodrigo, especially, you know what I mean? Like, Oh Yeah. One what a phenomenon. Most, yeah, she's one of the most popular artists right now. And like she's kind of doing like a proto Avril Lavigne, like Paramore type thing. She's you know? the underground of pop. And she's, yeah, yeah. it's weird. Well, not underground. I mean, she's just like the new, she's the one. She's the right. she's the up and comer. Yeah. Like so. what Billy Eilish had a couple of years ago. She's, yeah. she's kind of got that new slot. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I listened to her album not that long ago and like, you know, I'm I'm mostly interested in listening to albums these days for production. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can I can kind of take or leave a lot of the songs, but the production was like blew my mind, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I was really impressed. Um but she thinks she had a, a, a really uh uh good producer on that album, you know what I mean? So I, I think that was a lot of why those songs hit so much, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, right. that's my personal opinion though. But um, yeah, all that to say, like, um, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to be a part of this wave. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I think it's kind of proof that like, if you just stick to doing what you like, eventually it all kind of comes back around, you know, mm-hmm. like there's a long time where like, you know, skateboarding wasn't cool. You yeah. Know? Now it's like one of the biggest. I'm surprised like, too. I was yeah. young skateboarding. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. I seen you in the video. You had a board too, actually. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I've been, I've been skating since I was eight years old. It's just kind of, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That was like the first thing I found before music was skateboarding. Mm. Just stay regular or goofy? Goofy. Oh, okay. Lighter, heavy. <laughs> Lighter, heavy. Oh, yeah. uh, I usually, I skate like a, I skate a big board. I, I, the one I have right now is an 875. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Big board. Nice. I, I, like, I like the, I actually started skating those sides because of, uh, Cater. Yeah. Yeah. I, he skates a huge board with like, he's got like 56 inch wheels and like big old trucks that I'm like, right. And he's, he, and I mean, at the time, like he was really small, like he recently went through puberty, you know what I'm saying? So like <laughs> yeah. at the time he was really small and he had this huge board. I'm like, you know what? Like I can get down with that. So I went and bought like a, a big board and I kind nice. of, it. That's yeah. <laughs> cool like i love i love to see it um you know when i was playing your music to a few people and like i told them yeah i used to be black and they're like a little surprised because like i said like there's not a lot of black indie artists out there right now but i definitely think there's like a wave coming and it maybe not fully indie but there are like a lot of like neo soul and younger soul artists that have like a lot of those indie influences in their music now like mm-hmm. think of, like people like steve lacey and q and yeah. Like there's definitely that kind of crossover happening. And I think that's a really cool thing to see because, you know, music shouldn't be a monolith or like, you know, our culture shouldn't be a monolith. You should be able to do whatever you feel like you like to do and what you love to do. And experimentation only creates better, better stuff anyways. Absolutely. I agree. And since you also like you self-produce most of your music, you play all your instruments. So when it comes to visuals, are you kind of in charge of all that too with your, with your music videos? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm in charge of it, but I, I really like to work with other people and like, kind of let them like, 
um, take the lead on some stuff. You know what I mean? Like I basically just have to get down with the concepts and, uh, you know, the overall kind of like creative vibe, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not a director yet. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> I've, I've not, no director. yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. Like the visual aspect for me is, is, it's something I'm still kind of learning. You know what I mean? Like, I think, um, how can I say this? This is kind of a weird, deep thing on how my brain works. But like, I, when I listen to music, I can visualize like how the song is like shaped and like what color it is, you know? Mm. Yeah. No, uh, I can kind of see that. You know, yeah. The peaks and valleys, the way it swells, like, you know, yeah. how, it, how it kind of maybe tapers down. But the, the music itself, like, you know, sometimes I listen to like a kick drum and the kick drum has like its own personality mm. you know? or like, um, right. Like it's grumpy today or, or the kick drums like really vibrant I, and like excited could, about something. Or like, I could imagine like, like a beat being like a person, you know, and what mm. their, what their attitude would be or what their personality would be like, you know, um, or like the way that, you know, maybe a guitar sounds or like just the way that production, the way that you can kind of produce things to sound certain ways. It's like, I can, I can really see that um, when I listen to music and sometimes like, so we'll say like my girlfriend, uh, Taylor, she's like a very visual person in the sense that like, like when she reads books, it's like watching a movie for her. You know what I mean? Like her brain just kind of like can, she can literally see it, you know? Uh, my brain doesn't really do that so much. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't always like hear a song and then immediately see the video, you know, like what it could be. Sometimes I just, I hear a song and I, I, I hear or see like what the song itself looks like. Mm. Uh, so I like to, I like to work with other people and kind of take my sort of weird thoughts about it and like, and conceptualize and, and, you know, uh, I work with this, uh, 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 director named Mitch. Um, I, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. I, I would probably butcher <laughs> it. Um, I, think, I think it might be French or something. I'm not sure, but <laughs> uh, he's a great guy, and he, he, we've worked together on on all of these videos so far. Um, you know, we started with Smile, and that one was like that was definitely like a learning experience for all of us. Like, I think it came out looking really good. And I'm really happy how it turned out, but it was like also in the middle of the pandemic. And, you know, I was like, I felt probably more uncomfortable during doing that video than I've ever felt doing anything. Oh. Uh, but that's like, and not to say it's a bad thing, you know, because the next time I did a video, I was way more comfortable because I knew what to expect. Right. You know? um, but I definitely had to kind of push myself to like, you know, like this has to be good. You know, I, I had a lot more you know, like direction, right? You have like, we had like scripted lines. Yeah. Well, that was the kind of, that was the beauty of working with Mitch is that he's, you know, he's been a director for, you know, years and years and years and like has had lots of experience. And, you know, I think we're about the same age, you know, but I, I, I see us as like, you know, equals artistically, you know, so I, I definitely trust him on his vision and the way he wants to do things. Um, you know, and then having, uh, Taylor as well to kind of bounce things off of when, you know, I have like an idea and I can describe the idea to her and then she can kind of interpret it back to me. And it's like, sometimes I'll just give her like a jumble of thoughts and then she'll be like, okay, so here's what I'm seeing. And then she'll explain to me, I'm like, yeah, you know, that's exactly, mm. what we, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's just kind of, I, I like to be on part of a team when I do my visual stuff. Um, Cause I could, they could do it better than I could ever do it myself, you know? Yeah, I, was, I mean, the reason I asked it is if it's all you, if you're all in charge, because like you said, the last few videos, there's definitely a kind of, I want to say a theme, but there's definitely a consistent feel throughout all of like your last few videos. Now, since on Twitter, some people are calling it like your little own mag cinematic, cinematic universe and, and whatnot, you know? Mm -hmm. um, was that like a conscious thing going into filming videos for, for this particular project that you wanted to have it all kind of connected visually? Yeah, kind of. Um, you know, I, we didn't have a lot of time to uh, conceptualize all of this, you know, like a lot of the stuff that we've made 
has been within the span of like from concept to actually having a finished product, like a few weeks, you know? Yeah. So you make one video, put it out and then start, start making the next one, Yeah, you know, put it out. Um, you know, even right now, uh, we're working on a video, um, you know, and we're, we're supposed to, uh, <laughs> we're supposed to, uh, get approval for it this weekend and we're still kind of figuring out what we want to do, you know, but it's, that's just kind of, I mean, I guess that's just kind of how I like to do things. You know, I could probably be a little more organized a little, uh, you know, a little more thought out with certain things I would probably make my manager a little more happy, but, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. And, you know, it, it usually turns out fine. So I'm not even tripping that hard. If the process works, you know, yeah, yeah, we'll, 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 you know, work out the kinks for next time. But, uh, for now it's like, it's working. So why fuck with it? Right. All right. Well, the finished product. I mean, yeah. big reason why we're here talking right now is because you did just drop, uh, bags the video the video clip bags last week and you know we wanted to play it here on this for everybody to watch and then maybe we could talk a little bit about it afterwards yeah for sure all right cool let's do it here it is mags bag Dropped last week. Looking up at the sky, I won't lie and tell you I can see the silver lining. Cause the chances are we're too far to turn around and rewrite all your history.
Oh man, I love that part with the cassette tape. Yeah, that part sucked to record. I was wondering, I was like, yo, that cassette tape part was lit. How did yeah. he? <laughs> yo, like <laughs> the uh, the tape. We had I had to like pull it out. I'll do that yeah. like like five or six times in a row. <laughs> and like by the second time, like the tape was just like covered in saliva and all that. Shit. So like putting it back in my mouth every time. <laughs> was just it was pretty uh pretty 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 bad <laughs> you know well but, camera looking great so you know got yeah, for the art a little bit yeah when i first saw it i was like oh that actually looks a lot better than i thought it was going to because i was like cringing the whole time it was it was really uncomfortable right. but it's all good <laughs> yeah no, I love that part. what about the board you destroyed was that like <laughs> Which board was that? Was that one you just had in the tuck? Was that the meaningful board or just, you know, just... No, that one was, uh, I went to, I literally had the idea to break the board, like, the same day that we shot it. Mm -hmm. I was like, because basically the whole plan for the video was like, uh, we were going to just drive around at night and film me skating and performing. Mm -hmm. You know, that was kind of the idea, so... Um, you know, and I think we, we kind of wanted this video to be a bit of like a fourth wall break, mm. you know, cause the other videos, they definitely sort of live in their own worlds, you know, and they, they kinda, it's almost like, like there's performance elements of that, but it's like, it's almost like I'm playing a character, yeah. you know what I mean? Versus yeah. this one, it's like, it's just me. Like that's literally like shit that I do on my own, you know, smoke weed, go skate at night. Like, right. you know, that's just kind of my vibe. So, uh, we, I, I wanted to just kind of like do something in a little extreme, you know what I mean? So I went to like a skate, like a local skate shop and they have some like used decks for sale for cheap. So got a couple of those and, uh, it's like, I had bought, like, I bought like a bunch of them and I thought I was going to break more of them, but I ended up using just one. So nice. I have all these like old decks in my car now, just like <laughs> <laughs> what to do with them. Uh, I might just give them some kid or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, that was just like, that was just something I thought would match the energy of that part, you know? Sure. So I was like, let's, we gotta, we gotta just try it out. Yeah, no, that was mad. I definitely love like the, you know, hazy uh, kind of nineties aesthetic and feel of of it it's very very 90s-esque with the skateboarding and yeah we shot we shot uh we shot on two cameras um we shot on the the um like a black magic or something like that and then this is actually an old like dv cam that i oh, bought nice. last year uh during the pandemic because i was like i bought this specifically to make visuals for this album okay um and so, and that was the first video that I was able to do it because it made sense, you know. So, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, my girl Taylor, she was kind of in charge of the DV cam, so she was just kind of recording some like BTS stuff and like just some. Was second she in the stuff. video at the end? Yeah, that was her at the end. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, that was like, uh, that was yeah, that was a crazy kind of night. Um, we started shooting at like seven p.m. and we went until like five in the morning. Like, <laughs> nice. Hardcore, yeah. just you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's streaming now. YouTube, his channel on on uh, Spotify, everywhere. So definitely go go get those streaming numbers up. Uh, love the video. Um, love this. What's the message. title of the upcoming album? The title? Um, it's called "Say Things That Matter." Say things that matter. Yeah, and it'll be dropping in a little bit over a month, right? Yes, sir. All right. So, well, I guess. How's the feel going into it? How's the response to to all the songs and singles that you've dropped so far? So far, so good. You know, it's like <laughs> only kind of hope for the best. Uh, you know, and I've been putting out music since October. Um, seems like, you know, all the singles so, so far have been like really well received. Um, you know, and ultimately it's like, uh, I'm mostly just excited for people to hear the whole album. You know what I mean? Like, putting out singles is just, it's kind of part of the, 
it's kind of part of the the industry game we play sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's cool, you know. But I, I really just want people to hear the album all the way through. Um, I think it's gonna. Um, I, I I'm never really one to like put a lot of expectations on things. You know what I mean? I kind of just want things to happen as they will. But <clears throat> um, you know, I I I think this album is going to be um, pretty influential like down the road, you know what I mean? Like I, I have that feeling in myself that like people are going to hear this album and feel so connected to it that it's going to influence them in one way or another. You know what I mean? Um, so I feel, I feel really, really excited to, to this album to come out. Um, you know, so well, yeah, it's kind of, I've gotten a chance to, to listen to it and, uh, I, I, I fully agree with you. Um, you talked to all types of artists in different points in their career, just starting out, you know, been in a few years and it definitely feels like a very substantial project and one that can be primed to like really, you know, blow up. And, and I think that you have everything that, that you, all the right ingredients. And now I just got to get people to hear it, which is coming up real soon. Very soon indeed. And, uh, I guess you have a tour coming on later too. Uh, I think what, what could be better coming on this fall? Yeah, we're going out with uh, this band called The Happy Fits um, and another band called Snarls. Um, that starts uh, like late October. Have you been able to get in any sort of live performances since you know COVID started and all that? Not really. Um, no, it, I mean, honestly, like I am just now starting to get people together to jam. You know what I mean? Just to kind of start working on the songs and... Um, you know, so that's been kind of my main focus, uh, so far, you know, like the tour is like definitely coming up, but I, I'm mostly just trying to get myself right and get my, get my, like my, my team of people right and all that. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely excited though. It's going to be, it's going to be totally crazy. I'm excited. Awesome. Uh, um, I guess where can people follow you? If you, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all your socials. Instagram, Twitter, Spotify. Um, it's all Elliot underscore Mags. That's two L's and two T's in Elliot, by the way. Cool. We'll have everything down in like description below where this video goes up. Uh, Doris, you got any more questions? Um, I mean, the one question I didn't get to ask, um, but it'd be a cool question to just like, you know, sort of end out with. Um, what's it, what was it like, you know, getting your first like sync or like placement with like a TV or slash movie show, you know, like how did, how did that feel, um, having that sort of placement? You know, it was, uh, it was interesting because the show that they got placed on, I had never heard of, you know, um, the first one that like, I guess I got that like was significant was, um, on the show called shameless. Mm -hmm. Uh, and people started like following me because they heard my song on the show. Like I heard you on shameless. So I went and watched that episode. It was uh, season six, episode nine. And, uh, <laughs> like, it's like a really important part in the series. Like, you know, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody if they hadn't seen it, but it's like a really, it's like a really important part of this, of the show. So like, you know, my songs playing in the background, and even though I hadn't seen anything of the show up to that point, it's like, I could recognize that this part was like special at the very least, you know what I mean? So when I watched that, I was like, Oh, like what a cool part for my song to be in. You know what I mean? It's definitely like a very, uh, I, I was, I was kind of humbled, you know what I mean? Uh, and like just appreciative that like, um, my song got to be on a, a important part of that, of that show. So, um, but yeah, at, at the end of the day, it's like, uh, it's not something I really think about that much. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't go out like, like, Hey, you know, I have a song on, on shameless, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, down the road, there'll be more placements and more stuff that happens like that. Um, but the first time it was, it was a very, a very cool, very humbling experience. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us uh, once again and um, looking forward to the album. And I believe we have something planned 
for the album, a possible listening party comes out to around the time of it. So we're right looking forward to, you know, talking to you again and, and being able to talk about the album as a whole. Very cool. Looking forward Definitely. to it as well. Max, period after every letter, M dot A dot G dot S dot. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, thank you. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Definitely. Keep living my feelings, everybody.